everybody, you are listening to the Zero Altitude Outdoor Podcast with your host, Brandon Garrett. For this podcast, we would like to thank Texas Torches, offering quality lighting solutions at affordable prices. Our favorite are their headlamps, the Elite Series and the Predator Series. The super bright LED, fully waterproof, rechargeable, backed by a limited lifetime warranty. That's Texas Tough. You can reach them at texastorches.com. We'll be doing a giveaway for your choice of an Elite Series or a Predator Series headlamp. All you have to do is follow our Instagram page at Zero Altitude Outdoors. Give us a follow. Also, our Facebook page. You can find us also at Zero Altitude Outdoors. You can give us a like. One other thing, you can go to our YouTube channel at Zero Altitude Outdoors and subscribe. So to enter, you have to follow our Instagram, like our Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. On our Facebook page, we will have a giveaway post. You must also comment on that post and tag two friends. On August 31st, We'll be doing a Facebook Live where we will determine a winner. Once again, all you have to do to enter is give our Instagram page a follow, go like our Facebook page, go to our YouTube channel and give us a subscribe. Find our giveaway post on our Facebook page, comment, and tag two friends. And that's it. August 31st, we'll go live and determine a winner. Good luck. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This right here is going to be episode two, a continuation of looking back in the hunt Montana. This episode in particular is going to hold all the details of what mostly happened in the hunt of Montana in September 2020. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Here we go. I gave you the binos. You're like, dude, that's a bull, bro. That's a good bull. He bet it down. I remember, I think you said to me, he's like, dude, we're going to go get him. (laughs) Oh, yeah, as soon as we laid eyes on him. And he was just laying down in the wide open. Like, there was like a little bee field. You know, from up there, it looked like a huge field, but we know what it looks like as we walked up on his bed. But from up there, man, he was just in the wide open. We didn't see any other elk. We didn't see his cows, which we later found out he had cows. He was just laying in his bed by himself. As soon as we we found him, we was like, oh, yeah, let's go get him. You know, this is mid-morning. Well, I mean, I remember you saying first, like, wait, we, 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 we're trying to calculate because we wasn't the only hunters in the area. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're like, there's no way, bro. That's got to be that's got to be private. That's got to be something. Yep. It can't yep, be yep. public because why ain't everybody else finding them, you mm-hmm. know, on them? Is this so right? We got out the Onyx. We looked at Onyx, man. We double check, triple check, and we're like, "Public, dude, them man's on public. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> and we, Let's we, make a plan." We couldn't believe it because it was right there off the main road, man. Yep. Everybody just keeps passing on up. You know, they're going deep, 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 and <laughs> suckers laying down in the wide open. 
<laughs> and he, we ended up, you know, I think while we were looking at Onyx and stuff and double checking, dude, he cracked off a bugle. You remember that little whiny bugle? Yes. And we knew for sure that that kind of lit the fire right there. Let's go, you know. So we we hauled it down that road. He was like fifteen hundred yards or something. I ranged him from from yeah. where we were. Yeah, from from straight line. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was a little over fifteen hundred yards and change. When we got down there, man, we got our stuff together. We just parked on the side of the road. Screw it, and uh, dude, let's go make a play on him. Sure enough, we went down there right on top of him. Walked down there to uh, there was a little isolated group of trees, group of timber. It it probably was thirty acres, maybe forty acres, something like that. It wasn't that big. Maybe 30 acres. Maybe less than that. I don't know. But there's long fields and this group of trees, and they were in those trees. So we approached pretty slow. We got the wind where it was right, or semi-right. We thought he was still bedded down in that little field. So we circled around and got the wind we thought was correct, and we were coming in downwind of him circling around and I, I started cow calling and stuff we were kind of slipping in there and uh man he cracked off a bugle we were we were pretty close when he cracked off that bugle yeah and he was he moved he was up he was in the woods and the, and the timber was just it was thick it was lay downs and treetops and dude it was thick I don't know how they navigate through there we um not as silent as they go dude yeah we so we got in there on them and and they were on a ridge line kind of on the side of it and it seemed like they were side healing right to us they were coming to us and the way the wind was blowing it was blowing from west to east so we decided to it's like man we, we need to drop down they're going to wind us. If they keep coming down along this ridge, we need to drop down. They're going to wind us. So we dropped down and got kind of, uh, I guess, parallel with them or whatever. And uh, it's like, man, they're going to come right in their face or whatever. And, you know, maybe we have a shot or whatever. We did not know that he had all these cows. I don't even know how many, seven or eight, maybe ten. But I remember... We was kind of walking pretty fast. I do remember that. We should have been slipping. And I don't know if we made the right choice to drop down. Because the way those elk turned, we later found out and you know seen, they turned and went right into the wind right across the opening. So, I mean, we could have sat right there and possibly could have had a shot. We were just so fired up, we, you know. We wanted to, we wanted to get him, you know. And, yeah, and I mean, he had answered us a few times, so we yeah. were we were kind of hopeful that he'd keep talking. And he was, he was kind of fired up, um, you know, especially him cracking off in his bed, and then uh, the several times he did in the timber. And he was mm-hmm. making his way to us. Oh, dude, we thought it was game over. But it was game over for us. 
Bruce, <laughs> yeah. One daggum lead cow. They busted us. And I didn't even I I didn't even see them then, other than I seen their butts when they left away. But I mean, when you play back the video, mm-hmm. you can see for easy. You can tell the cow she's freaking busted us. Yep. In that in that timber, man, it's just so hard, and they move so slow, and they blend in, and man, we were moving too fast. We should have slowed down. I think. That's one thing that we did wrong, for sure. Right. You know, did we make the right decision to drop down where we did? I I don't know. That's just a game of chance. Um, But at the time, with the wind and the direction that they were going, I thought that was the the correct move. Uh, Yeah, I I thought it was, too, just because, I mean... You know, had they had they stayed where we thought they were going, we would have been money. Oh yeah, for sure. We didn't know it was that thick either. Yeah, that well, we we got our eyes open day after day of hunting that area of of, of just exactly how massive that area was. Oh oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we we were moving too quick. And being too loud, we stepped on a couple of trees and got tripped on a, a little limb or something right there. And we were moving a little bit too fast. And as a mistake, a cow busted us. By the time I seen her, she seen me, you were ahead of me. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, we, we sat down and it was too late. The bull was actually still bugling in the background. And you, mm-hmm. can, you can hear him, bro. He was tearing stuff up i don't know if he was raking or just trying to get through the the freaking underbrush i, I have no idea but you can hear him now, i actually did see his legs and i could tell it was him because uh, he was much bigger and he was just standing there man after the cow busted us right after all the cows locked up and they were staring at us down and he got through his little screaming session he just froze he did not move after that he yeah just, at that point he was probably what about 80 yards from us yeah yeah he was yeah 70 or 80 uh-huh and he was just locked up i, I couldn't see his face you know i couldn't see his his upper body he knew his cows was looking at something he knew something was wrong then and he just froze and when he froze the cow started leaving and when they leave, when they left, they kind of picked up speed and went across that opening. And dude, he got out of there. He slipped on out of there. I never seen him leave. He slipped right on away. Uh, when we, but when, even at that point, I don't think they smelled us. No, no, the wind was still right. But yeah, she, um, you know, she or them or whatever, they definitely they seen knew something. Yeah, they seen something. It was still too thick. I don't think they could like legit pick us off but they know they seen something moving through there <laughs> that wasn't normal no they went right into the wind and right across that little field into another patch of trees we ended up uh, we kind of slipped slipped away kind of slipped away through there and uh, 
There's some talking back there. We kind of slipped away through there. And uh, we crossed that little opening. I mean, we were still, like, on alert. When we, we got to almost the other side of that opening, man, they, they took off. We seen them. It was like, whoa, 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 you know. Like we seen the little cows. Or we seen the big cows and then the little calves. And we just knew, man. There was a little, little, little lane right there. I said, man, get ready, dude. He was, we just knew he was going to be the last one to step through there. He, he never did. No, he was a little wiser that day. Yeah, we kind of, yeah, we made him a little bit smarter after that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, we didn't know it, but we slipped around this group of trees. We was going to try to catch them. We could hear them popping sticks and moving through, you know. I heard elk. They ain't, they ain't too quiet. And uh, I was like, man, let's just back off. Let's leave them alone. Because this was an island of trees, or so we thought. It's like, man, right. man, they're going to they're gonna calm down. They're going to lay up. Let's just back off. Let's go rest or whatever, recoup. And we're going to come back, and we're going to circle around behind them. Because I think that evening the wind was going to switch, and we had to plan to circle around, and we was going to get them. So we, we backed out. We went up and uh, to the edge of the pasture. And uh, we took a nap, recharged our devices and stuff. You know, we ate some lunch and all that good stuff. But um, when we woke up, we were kind of getting our pack and stuff together, and we had a plan, you know. We were going to circle around. And I made it about 20 yards in the pasture and Shelby had just said like, man you know we've been laying here and wide open and we was kind of on the edge of a bank and I said man what if an elk just walked up here dude I didn't make it 20 yards and Shelby was still kind of behind me throwing his pack on or something and I'm telling you a giant dude when I say a giant yeah it was a big one and I mean not just yeah. as, not not just his horns. I'm talking about his his dude. He looked like a a horse. He was bigger than a horse. Like he was just. I can remember his muscles. You know. I know he was a clean six. And dude, and you know they always look bigger. You know when they run away from you. But dude, he was a giant. He was right there. Fist across in the wide open. Yeah, man. I mean, right there by where we were freaking camping, I remember you saying, man, there's a giant, bro. There's a giant. I was like, God, oh, no, I just said that. Yep. What if? Sure enough, man, it it happened. But we was like, crap, you know. Where'd he go? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. where he come from, dude, it didn't make any sense. Why he would even be there. I mean, I, right. really, I mean, now that we learned the area, so it was like, why, why are you even here? There's like nothing, I, I don't know. It ain't a, a normal route that uh, you would think an elk would take. You know, I don't know, just the layout of the land, it just it didn't seem right. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that he was close by, and he heard all the bugling and all the cow calling and all the stuff going on. He knew, dude, that's a sanctuary, bro. Yeah. We know that's a sanctuary. 
everybody passes it up. Isolated group of you know timber. Nobody goes there, and you could tell. And he was he was going across that pasture and go over there with all the rest of them. And uh, anyway, yeah, because that area is just you. I mean, even from on high, you can't you 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 don't even get a third of what that area really is like. Oh no! And when we dove off in there, and I don't even think I mean we dove off a good ways, but. There was still a lot that we could have explored had we have found it earlier, sooner. Oh, shoot, yeah, man. It was beautiful. There was aspens, dark timber, there was beautiful pastures, water. Man, there was all kind of stuff in that area. Mm-hmm. And we didn't And, even... and from on high, I mean, at the highest point, you couldn't tell. No. Nope. We knew we were in a good area because uh, that that evening, right after we spooked that bull, we walked on or down around, and little did we know that there was an escape area. It was a little bitty stretch of trees and brush. They went out the back. You could tell they all they all went out the back. They circled around and phew, they bailed off. You can tell that was one of their escape routes. Uh, here, you know, here we are sneaking in. Takes us an hour to move a hundred yards. You know, we're all quiet, taking our packs off. <laughs> yep. Make it over there, and you know they're gone. But once we got in there in that field, man, it it just looked like. You ever seen a field with like hogs where they just root up the whole place? Mm. That's yep. that's what it looked like. I've never seen nothing like that ever. Yeah, that that that. That was beat down to say. I mean, that's an understatement. Yeah. Yep. We found that. And was like, oh my gosh, man, this is just. That, wild. that wasn't just every uh, occasional use. That was daily. Oh, multiple yeah, daily. times. Oh yeah, daily. Yep. We ended up finding. You know, we kind of recognized the tree. There's one big tree in the middle of that open. When we were glassing that bull laying down, we was like, hey, ain't that the tree? He's like, yeah. We got over there and we found the area. And sure enough, man, big old dirt bed, pee all in it. You could see where he raked his horns and was like oh, throwing it all over himself. And, dude, that's crazy, man. No doubt. So needless to say, we did not leave. You know, we didn't want to go chase these elk and, just push them away. You know, it's like, man, they're they're right here. You can tell they're they're coming in here every day. So let's just stay here to dark and see if they come back right at dark. You know, you know, we don't want to keep pushing them. So that's what we did. We stayed there to dark and I didn't ever see nothing. I don't even think we heard no. a bugle. It was pretty quiet that evening. Yeah, it was. I think. I think, like I said, I think we educated them a little too much. Yeah, I don't. You know, obviously, it wasn't too bad, but that that day, for sure. Yeah, we we made them a little bit smarter. We did definitely did spook them and push them a little bit. They they escaped, but now we know where they went, and yeah. Next. Yeah, that that. Uh, I mean, what we found towards the end there. I mean, that just opened up another another playbook 
to attack that area. Mm-hmm. We only seen. I know we seen those two hunters the next day. We seen those two hunters, and they were packing something out. They, oh, way across. Yeah, yep, way across the field. Remember? Yeah. They, they were packing something out, and then those one that one set of trucks or four wheelers. I'm sorry. That they, they was actually camping by us. They they like try to beat us to our spot, man. They seen us mm-hmm. parked there. So they come camp by us, set up camp right by, by us, and they had four-wheelers and a wagon. <laughs> yeah. You remember that? They loaded up, all three of them, loaded up on the four-wheelers and wagons and stuff, and, man, they rushed. They seen us getting ready, and, man, they rushed down there to try to beat us to our spot. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think when they came in, dude, I think they seen our truck parked there on the edge. Oh, yeah. And they figured they'd try to give it a whirl, but I think what they only hunted that one one. They yeah. weren't there, but a day, right? One evening, yeah, they were there. One that, evening, one evening, and that uh, next morning, and they had recurves too. We was like, yep. We was like, oh yeah, we we got them. You know, they don't know exactly where the elk are like we do. They got them recurves, man. They had a disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shoot them at seventy, eighty yards. You know. But um, they ended up kind of veering off and going in a different direction anyway. But you could tell the race was on, man. <laughs> Definitely. Um, that next morning, oh, that was something else too. We woke up that next morning. We already knew where we were going. And it was like, you know, you hear us get up. And look over, we got out of the trailer and looked over, and the man, they're like throwing their clothes on and <laughs> trying to go. So we're hmm. like, man, we gotta go. <laughs> so we were kind of racing each other, and they had a they had a female in there, and you could tell the men was like waiting on the female to hurry up and get ready. And dude, it's just me and you, you know. We we threw our stuff together and <laughs> we was eating on the way down there. Yep. <laughs> I think it was eating uh, blueberries and and uh, oats, right? Granola, oats blueberries, or something. Yeah, gr- gr- uh, granola. Granola, mm-hmm. granola. Yep. Sure enough, but we made it down there, and uh, dude, right off the bat, we went straight to where those elk escaped. We went to the backside of that little place. We knew they wasn't in the timber, so we went to where they escaped. Dude, we found all of that sign. Yeah, we found sign. We found rubs, trails. I mean, beat up. I mean, like cow trails. Oh yeah, it was like I don't even know the elk mecca. Yeah, trees. There's like beds and pee and dude, the whole place just reeked. We walked into it. It was like man, it's like the den, you know. Yep. But we got down there, and it's like, man, let's, let's crack off a bugle, dude. So it was still early. Sure enough, man, I'm look, we're looking down into this bottom, and I cracked off a bugle. Like three bulls answered us from different directions. It's like, yep. oh, my gosh. And there's this one growler way down in there. And, uh, man, I cracked off again, and there's this one to the left of us. It's like, oh, my God. They're everywhere, you know. But this one growler sounded like he was moving up 
to us. So I know we sit there for a little bit and we hear some sticks and stuff popping to the left. And we're like, oh man, there's one coming over here, you know. Let's stay here. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up we ended up I mean, I don't even know what that was over there. It wasn't no it wasn't no elk to our left. That one growler was coming up the ridge. I was like, dude, we gotta go. So we ended up making a play on him because he was he was coming. He was moving up. So we we started dropping down. And the closer we get, you know, and he would answer just about every time I bugle, he would answer back. And, and we started moving like at a 45 to the side of him to try to get the wind right, you know, because that morning, you know, going down, the thermals was going down right to him. Right. We started like moving to the side and, uh Dude, he stopped in one little area. I know you were you were kind of straight in line with him. I was kind of to the side of him. We were like a couple hundred yards apart, I think, right? Something like that. A hundred yards, yeah. hundred twenty. We were we were far apart. And but I was I was calling back and forth, dude. He was screaming. I'd scream, he'd scream. It was just like back and forth, back and forth, and then he started raking this tree. Just tearing it up. Why every time he'd tear it up, dude, I'd move forward. He'd tear it up again and you know, not be paying attention, I'd move forward. I got in with like thirty or forty yards of him. It was just so thick in this dark timber and laydowns that I could Yeah, you couldn't even see him. No, nah, yeah, I can I could make out an animal, but I couldn't I couldn't see him good enough, you know. I couldn't tell how big he was, like nothing. I just knew that he was sitting there tearing his tree to pieces. So I'd cow call, man. I, I tried cow calling. I was bugling. I'd challenge him. I did everything I could, and he was just like tearing that tree up, hanging up right there. Uh, yeah, like, every time you were challenging, bro, he he he'd rake harder. Yeah, he was just he was mad. So I, was, I, I mean, we were there for I don't know twenty or thirty minutes. It seemed like I don't know how long it was, but it was felt like a long time. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I can't move any closer because it's number one, it's too thick. Lay downs, uh, just it was way too thick. And two, he was on the end of a ridge on a point, and there's no way around to get to him without getting the wind wrong. You know, I was like, I was just kind of stuck. So I was like, man, I'm gonna try to rake too. That's the only thing I didn't do. And he was still over there tearing that tree up. And I think I grabbed a stick or something and I started raking and popping sticks. And dude, he shut up after that. Crazy. Yeah, he eased on. I don't know. I don't know what his deal was, but he, he eased on out of there because that raking, his raking stopped. Yeah, he, he immediately stopped. And uh, I can hear him kind of leaving, going back down, like right where he come from. And he's like, man, we kind of sat there for a minute. We couldn't really see, you know, but we could we could tell something happened. And that was it. So we kind of eased down. We crawled over logs and everything else. We made our way down there. We got to that point, and sure enough, dude, we could see right where he was standing, where he was raking. He was tearing up the dirt like... There's pee all over the place. 
you could just smell him. But he was long gone. Um, was kind of sitting there on that point for a minute, and I know you had went, you had went kind of one direction. You know, just kind of easing around and listening and stuff. And uh, man, I was kind of sitting there, and man, I kept hearing some. It sounded like the raking again. Sticks popping, and I mean, it, it it sounded just like the raking. I was like, "What is that? Him? You know?" Um, I don't know if you could ever hear it from where you were at. Uh, I I never did. I kind of I kind of went back and circled circled around to where I actually where we kind of started, and I, I didn't hear any more. So I just kind of hunkered down right there, and I was just I remember kept thinking, "Man, this is." This is like, if a grizzly was going to eat me, this is where it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you're talking about one of those areas, yeah, that'll make you just get that, that bad, you know, feeling. You know, like we didn't even need to be in there. There's grizzly bears everywhere. Yeah, that was the place. Yeah, and I just remember like, oh, man, and here's here's the, here's the time we, we separate. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the spot we separate on. Yeah. I think it'd be a great tactic for a grizzly bear to attack animals or prey or whatever. Well, all those laydowns, man, because you can't escape. You can't run. Mm-mm. No, no. Only, only hope you got is to crawl under trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you can't get away from them. But, um, and trust me, that stuff was running through our minds. Uh, but I kept hearing this. Stuff breaking, man. I was like, man, that's that bull again. He's over here mad, you know, raking again. So I'd cow call. And he would not answer. I just kept hearing breaking. I was like, man. So I'd get a little closer. I'd drop down. I'd drop down the ridge. I'd cow call again. He'd keep on making the noise. And it was just like getting louder. And I was like, dang. But it was like in one general area, you know, I couldn't see. It was just too thick. And there was this creek at the bottom, you know, we're at the the base of this thing, the bottom of this thing. And um just the lay downs is just gnarly. It's nasty, man. It's really bad. And I couldn't see, so I kinda side healed around. And uh man, I, I just couldn't see where it's coming from. I was like, dude, I was thinking to myself, this is not a place for an elk to be. Why is he in here, you know? <laughs> It didn't dawn on me until it was too late that it wasn't an elk, you know. <laughs> Even though we had the the fear of the bears and everything else, you know, I still had the bull on my mind. I did not even think about it. But I got closer and closer, and I was cow calling, and I never did bugle. I don't know why I didn't try to bugle, but. I kept cow calling and I, I never got a response. It never went away, you know. And the thermals were still going down. I was above this thing, so my, my scent was carrying right to it. I mean, I was within 100 yards of it. And my scent was going down right to it. I was like, all right, if this is an elk, this sucker's just a bust out of here. And, oh no, it just kept on just making all kind of noise. So I was like, okay, I'm about to see what the heck this is. So I just dropped down a little bit, and I actually laid down back on the ridge, and I kind of looked under some some limbs and some brush, and oh man, 
there it was. Grizzly bear. This sucker was making all this noise. He was walking logs. He or she, whatever it was, I don't know. But it was walking these <laughs> <laughs> it was walking these big logs. And these lay you know, the lay downs was kinda of stuck. You know how they fall and they kinda of get stuck in another tree? Man, he would yeah. walk he would walk up that sucker and he would just use his front end and just pounce and pounce and, and break it. And then he'd like look around, I guess for bugs or something. I mean, just snap. He'd use his weight and his his power to snap this huge, I mean, something I'd use for firewood, you know, it's big, <laughs> big log. Oh, dude. I was like, oh my God, you know. And I sat there for a second. You know, like in awe, I guess, watching this sucker until I realized, you know, that's a grizzly bear. <laughs> I better get the heck away from here. Because, mm. yeah, it was within 100 yards, and I know it smelt me. I know it heard me cow calling. I don't know if it ever seen me, but that thing did not care if I was in the world or not. Yeah, like... I don't know. He wasn't scared of nothing. He was just doing his thing. Uh, I'm glad it didn't see me, I guess, because, you know, I might not have to make it out of the mountain that day, but, dude, I turned around. I knew it was time to get the heck up out of there. <laughs> I ran up that mountain. I don't know how fast I ran up that mountain, but I was running up trees and jumping over logs, and I think I... Crawled up the dang rocks like a cat, man. I hurt my leg. Dude, I think I scared you too, didn't I? <laughs> oh, man, I heard you bailing off through there, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was you first, and then you come bailing around there, and I seen your face. I'm like, what is it, man? I thought, I didn't know if you shot the elk or. And you said, no, man, it's a grizzly bear. I was like, oh, my God, is he chasing you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot. I hope not. <laughs> Getting <laughs> up out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh man. That was a place for a grizzly bee. We we moved up out of there. Um, we ended up going, shoot, way way up the mountain, closer to yeah, where. Yeah, we did. And I think that's where we made a pact that we ain't going to have split up again. Yeah. Yeah. No. No splitting up, man. No. <laughs> that's a bad idea. It's <laughs> a bad idea, horrible idea. But yeah, I think you you done drew your your bear spray on me, and yeah, I was supposed to get sprayed, and then grizzly bear behind me. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I was ready, oh, dude. Man. I was sitting on the trail just by myself with that grizzly spray out. I'm like, man, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen quick. I'm gonna be ready. Yeah. But yeah, um, <laughs> we made it up there to almost to where we started and first found the elk and we kind of sit there to almost dark and I think that's the evening I think we uh we seen the two hunters coming out on our way back out yeah and uh we kind of glassed across the ridge there and when we got out to the truck or got back up to the truck it was still it was good daylight still it was still early um that's when the game warden the game warden was at the truck. Yep. Two yeah. of them. Two of them, yep. 
And man, he was he was mad at us, right? He come at us like mad. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> he was definitely sour. He uh, he thought we was at a. Well, that's what he did. He asked us, "Hey, y'all down there at this camp here?" Blah blah blah. And we're like, "No." Yeah, he was. We're up over here. He was pretty uh, pretty mad at some other hunters. Yeah, y'all camping on so and so? I was like, "No, oh no, it ain't us." He's like, "Boy, I'm just have to go get on somebody else." <laughs> it was like, "Wait, what is it?" He's like, "Man, they done they done left a, a elk head or whatever leaning up against their camp." Like, he was still, like, bloody. And that all the meat, everything was still, like, on their camp. And he was mad. He's like, man, these dummies, they don't know they're in the middle of dang grizzly country and this and that. You can't be doing that. And uh, he even told us, he's like, hey, y'all do know you're in the thick of the grizzlies, don't you? And he's like, oh, yes, sir. We just seen one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, oh, yeah, we know. He's like, yeah, I had hunters attacked right here we had to get them out of here last year like oh shoot yeah so we were we we're definitely right in the middle of them yeah Man. that was definitely a wake-up call oh yeah he didn't even bother you know asking us anything anything else really he was just needed to go find those other hunters to get that that elk away from the camp and sure enough we, we drove by there later and dude yeah that dang that dang elk was Literally, Sitting right outside their yeah, right. front tent door. Yeah, literally. I mean, just walk outside and kick it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shh, might as well tie it around your neck and run through the forest with it. I mean, yeah. But anyway, we ended up uh, having a pretty good evening that day. I think we went we went to town. That's why we come out early. We went to town. Yeah, yeah, we went to town. I, that's. Yeah, well, I think we'd already figured out the town closed at 6 o'clock. Yep. Yeah, that's why we went out. We seen that elk on the way out. I sure did. We went to town. And, uh, I think we was going to try to get a bite to eat or something or go to the grocery store. I forgot what we needed. But, yeah, the town closed at like 6. <laughs> yeah, we was, we was trying to get some, get some groceries, and then we had to end up going to a gas station. <laughs> Yeah, we got some snacks and some stuff from the gas station. <laughs> and a paper sack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that even closed at 6 o'clock. Yeah, everything's closed. But anyway, so that was day 6. So day 7. I mean, if you're counting full days, it's day 7. Uh, day 8, if you're counting the half day we started. Day 7, we knew we were on elk. We knew where they were. We knew there were some bulls down there, and they were kind of getting fired up. And, uh, dude, so we we woke up that morning super early. And up until then, we had never walked in any kind of woods before daylight. But this was the last full day, and we were fired up. We knew it was game on. So we were we were ready. We we got out there. We went in the dark. You remember that? Yep. We went in the dark. Well, well in the dark. Well in the dark. Headlights and onyx, baby. We were navigating in the dark. Grizzly bear and all. We didn't care. We was going to get in there on them and be there at daylight. And sure enough, that's what we did. We were down there 
pretty close. We kind of staged up uh, several hundred yards off from where, you know, all the action was the previous day. And, dude, the first bugle, man. I bugled and they lit off. It was on. We kind of. It was on. Oh, man. And, and once he got going, it was like no stopping it. Every time I bugle, he answered, and he was just screaming and chuckling. And uh, he ended up getting another one, so there were two bulls back-to-back, both chuckling and screaming. Yep. And um, we made our way down that ridge, and we was actually standing. I mean, literally, where you were standing at by the tree was 100 yards from where I seen the grizzly. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. So, where there's grizzlies, bears, there's elk. Yes, sir. But we were on a bugle fest with this bull, and, man, he was fired up. He had me worked up, man. All my emotions getting to me, and I think you were fired up, and we were just trying to kill this bull, you know. That's what we, all, that's what we had on our mind. We are trying to kill this bull, so there was, I knew there was a trail right there, and Dude, I, I knew he was going to come down that trail. When Thurman was going down, it was a perfect setup. We got on the trail. And then it sounded like from his bugles, he might have just been turning his head or something, but it sounded like he was dropping down on us. You know, once we got up close, almost to where you, you shot at, it just sounded like he was dropping down. I'm like, hey, your only choice is go down. You know, go go down. Don't let him get below you. They're going to wind us, you know. And uh, I ended up, I was like, okay, stay here. Get on the trail. I'm going to back up. So I backed up, and I, I went up. I went up the mountain or up the hill, and I backed away. And I was calling, and I pulled that bull back up to the trail. And here he come, bebopping down the trail. And I... Uh, I kept backing away and backing away, and and I I didn't get much of it on camera, but dude, every time I called, man, he would just scream back and chuckling and chuckling, and a lot of that stuff I couldn't pick it up, but it was just nonstop, man. It was awesome. And that other one in the oh. background, I I thought it was the same one, but I didn't know until you know later that it was two. Yeah, well that. That uh, that bull, he, from my perspective, I seen him. Well, I heard him. Obviously, I heard him just like you heard him. But I could tell he was getting closer and closer. And I mean, he would just chuckle. And he ended up getting I, where I first seen him. I seen the horns through the thick, thick stuff because I was on the on the backside of that hill uh, down from the trail. And I seen his horns and. And I was like, oh, my gosh, here he comes. And, and man, he was fired up, dude. Every time he called, he would answer and chuckle. Well, he got so close, bro, I could smell him. And my nose ain't that good. <laughs> and I could feel when he would chuckle. I mean, that's how close I was to him. And I could see everything. Mm. And all I needed him to do was just take two steps. Two more little steps. Not even full strides. Just two little steps. And he was right in my wheelhouse where I could have shot him at dang near point blank, dude, a yeah. couple of yards. 
Mm. And the next thing I know, he's looking at you. I mean, up towards you where you're bugling and you're calling him and not even paying attention where I'm at, you know, below him. He's looking up, uphill. Mm. Right. So I'm like, man, I got him. I got him. I got him. So I drew back, you know, I was sitting there with waiting on him. And when he got to this edge of this tree, this big tree that was in between me and, and, and the opening, the thermals must have changed. But all I, all I remember is that joker looking like I reached up or somebody reached up and slapped him right in the <laughs> face. And he wheeled and was gone 60, at least 60 yards, bro, in a blink. In that thick stuff. And I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I've never seen an animal that big move that fast, that that far, that quiet. Mm-hmm. And he stopped, you know, maybe, like I said, 60, 70 yards tops. And all I could see was a little patch of his neck. That's all I could see. I could see him turn around looking, and you kept calling. Right. And and he, dude, he stopped on a dime, and I think he even chuckled a couple times, and even answered mm-hmm. a couple times. And I just, I didn't have a window to shoot. Yeah, that's and what... you know, I, I I relive that, and it's I, I just get as sick as I was that day. So I was confused because man, we were just calling back and forth, and you know. And uh, I, I pulled him. I could tell he was coming along the trail. And then he, all of a sudden it got quiet. And I hear, you know, I could tell, like, you shot or something just happened. You know, I was like, oh, man. I even said something on the camera. I was like, oh, yeah. What just happened? You know, something, something just happened. It got quiet for a second. And all of a sudden he chuckled again. So I'm like, what? What's going on here? <laughs> so I you know I started calling back and stuff like that so I just kept working and working you know because I didn't know what was going on I didn't know if it was the other one I, dude, I wasn't sure I was just com- confused you know and finally I could tell he turned and he left him there and he, he chuckled a few times leaving there and the other one kind of chuckled and leaving there I could tell they were gone you know I was like man I'm going to go check this guy out see what happened you know that's why I come down there to you. Sure enough, it, you'd missed or whatever, and we kind of look for your arrow, and you know, looking for blood, and you know, you're still kind of in shock. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a wing and a prayer shot. Um, you know, when he wheeled, I, I stepped up on the trail, and but it. it like I said, that was a wing and a prayer at best. And I know I didn't hit him because of the, you know, as soon as you, you shoot enough, you know, you know, the sound, if it hits something. And mm-hmm. I, as soon as I release that arrow and, and those limbs, I, I knew it was just so quick that I heard them limbs. I, I just knew it was not, it was not a, it was not even a close shot mm-hmm. as it should have been. But, you know, hindsight, I look at it replay it which i don't want to replay <laughs> <laughs> you know i should have i should have when i first seen him step on the trail i should have got up and and mm-hmm. put myself in that position where he you know 
would have stepped across that log. There was a log across there. It would have probably been about a 35-yard shot. I, yep. I should have been right there waiting. Yep. You know, he had never been the wiser. Because, like I said, he he kept looking up towards you. Yep. Yeah, he didn't He didn't have a clue, man. He didn't know what was going on. And, I mean, he would do – talking about fired up, that dog, he was ready, dude. <laughs> he was ready for a fight. Yeah, see, well, looking back, I mean, that was one of those those opportunities right there where, you know, you never know when to be aggressive and when to, you know, kind of lay off a little bit. But, you know, that was one of those times right there where being aggressive or being proactive probably would have, it would have paid off. And, you know, now we look back at, you know, everything happened and you've replayed it, you know, and you're standing behind that tree. You put yourself behind the tree, kind of hiding away from him. And then, you know, it's putting you where you can't shoot until he walks past you. So right. you definitely, that's a hard lesson for you to learn. Um, mm. It sucks. Hard. <laughs> it sucks, you know. Sometimes it takes lessons like that to learn. And, you know, that's... Well, I mean, that just goes to show you because right before, right when I seen his antlers, right when I seen his antlers, I wind checked. I had the wind checker out, mm -hmm. I wind checked it, and it was blowing down. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Right. Perfect. The wind's blowing down. Mm -hmm. He's coming across on the trail. As soon as he goes by, I'm thinking I got a quarter and a way shot right through the pump station. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... That didn't happen. I was two two steps shy. <laughs> yep. And like like Shelby said, you know, with him on the same level as this bull sitting on the trail that this bull is coming down, me up high, the bull is looking up high, but never never getting off the trail. He's walking down the trail and coming directly, the bull thinks, downwind of me. That's what he was doing. So he's coming down the trail. Shelby is just below the trail, but he's behind the tree. So we're we're saying Shelby should have probably stepped up on the trail, and there there was a laydown, a log right there in the trail that he jumped over, thirty yards. And if Shelby would have been pulled back when he first seen him. If he would have just stepped forward, pulled back right there, when the bull jumped the log, it would have been too late. Right. So, anyway. that's a, Should have been a little more aggressive, but yeah. I did accomplish, you know, two things that I, I always said that, you know, I wanted to do is while bow hunting an elk is I wanted to get that close <laughs> to an elk that I could <laughs> smell them and I wanted to you know have a bow in my hand while I did it mm -hmm. now I'd love to have put that arrow through his <laughs> through him mm -hmm. but I did accomplish two of the goals to get extremely close like I could have I could have touched him with my bow I mean he was probably six <laughs> Six, Dang. you know, tops, Dang. six yards, seven yards. 
Should have pulled your, pulled your old, uh, outdoor edge out, man. Just throw it at him. <laughs> throw it out there. Sure the, <laughs> threw a rock at him in the head. Yeah. But knock it, uh, knock it, man. I, I mean, I did. I did get those two things. Now I, I just I gotta I gotta close the deal. I gotta sink that arrow right in the right in the old wheelhouse there and put one on the ground. So I know what they smell like. I know what they sound like up close. And I mean, he chuckled. He did everything right there in front of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. So and that only thing left for me to do, bro, is sink an arrow in them. Well, that call-in right there, I think that call-in right there kind of defied me and who I am. Because that was the best scenario. I mean, if, if I had a playbook, that's exactly what I'd have down on a playbook of how that's supposed to go. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. I, I've seen it on plenty of YouTube videos or plenty of hunting shows. Never did I think it was going to play out like that perfect. Mm-hmm. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was, I mean, literally, like you said, you could draw that up on a script, but I mean, that's something you see that I've watched on TV, and I'm like never thinking that right. that could happen you know, to you me. Know, some private ranch or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Public land, we ain't never been there. You know, first time setting a foot on, 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 on Montana soil. And mm-hmm. man, you get that close. That's yep. just man. That's a dream comes. Like I said, you can't you can't ride it any better. Yep. Um, that little deal right there that happened pretty early. That was eight o'clock or so, eight thirty. Mm-hmm. We ended up. Uh, we kind of hung our heads in the dirt for a little bit, and then. Uh, we decided to get on their trail. Of course, we did a lot of searching. We looked for the arrows and all that good stuff. You know, make sure it's a clean mess. Anyway, we we both agreed that, you know, unfortunately, the worst thing that can happen did. And uh, so we decided to move on and we got on their trail. And it was like, man, we're going to follow these suckers and we got on that trail and it was dirt man so we followed it down to a uh it's like three intersections of trails come together man it's a highway down there mm-hmm. and it was crazy you know we ended up finding that and it was like man where are these suckers going you know they, i know they're bedding down here somewhere because it was thick as all get out and we hit this little ridge and a little open spot and there was a little water trough down there there were some cows down there you know old cows was hanging out by that water and uh, I think we seen a black bear side of the ridge with all those laydowns. Yep, yep. Anyway, we were kind of beat, you know, and all down and out. And this this elk trail done led us into a, a jungle. And we was like, man, we're just going to rest right here. So we took a nap and kind of dried out our clothes, all that good stuff. And we decided to go up this, this hill and follow this trail continue through this it was literally just a jungle man it was it was bad I, this is the nastiest crap i ever walked in you just, i mean the best bet you could do is just jump from tree to tree and walk down these trees because you you'd wear yourself out climbing over them and then you step down in the brush and you couldn't move and oh it was horrible it was bad yeah 
It's like, man, what are they, what are they elk doing in here? <laughs> what are they doing with their life? Screw this. But we ended up circling around the whole bottom of this mountain. And I'd seen some water on Onyx. And it was our, like our last little hoorah, man. Last day, last evening, you know. Let's just try to go to water see what's up. So we are trying to make our way over there. And we found this pasture. had a bunch of sign in it. And it was beautiful. Uh, we ended up going across the pasture into some more thick stuff and trying to get to this water. With this, finally got to this little stream where this water was supposed to be, and it wasn't. It was just too steep down there, and it was dried up, and, and we pretty much called it right then as a wrap. So we headed up the ridge, and so long, Montana. It was a, it was a great. But a sad ending. It's a great day and a sad ending. <laughs> yes, it was. But I wish we had another three or four days. Oh man, yeah. I think one more day. If we had that one more day, it would have happened. Sure. It sure would have happened because we would have been in their bedroom. There's just no doubt, man. We we just got closer and closer each day. And made the right moves and stuff like that, man, until oh, it's going to happen. But looking, yes, looking back, this whole hunt, I know we're, we're uh, almost two hours in time here. But looking back, what, are, what is our takeaways? What can we tell, you know, viewers, you know, what do you think we did right? in these little few scenarios so like let's just skip all the way to well let's see we did right by i think canceling the areas that we knew you know there's no sign here boom move even though it's beautiful i wanted to hunt there longer you know we just wrote it off and we moved right yeah went and found the other trailheads not quite what we were looking for. Too many people. Too rugged terrain. Everybody had horses. We couldn't camp there. Boom. Rode it off. Let's move. Moved across the road. New unit. You know, even though there's people, kind of, you know. I think by doing that, we did something right right there. Because we just got into more elk and more elk and more elk until we were in bulls. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was definitely a, a, a positive uh, take away that you know even even though we had ideas and we had plans you know once we laid eyes on it and we we gave it a little bit and we realized the percentages weren't in our favor you know mm -hmm. for us to keep moving like that i mean that's i think that was a key to success for sure because you know we 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 would have wasted a lot of valuable time trying to hunt unproductive right area right and that and that brings me to this point right here it's not always the case where you don't leave elk to go find elk it's not always the case um but in this area in this situation that's what we did and we we took that leap of faith and it it paid off we looked into finding my bull you know and 
then that bull led us into more bulls and those bulls led us into a whole little sanctuary full of elk down there <laughs> yeah um, yeah so. we were seeing bulls even you know even further across the area uh, that you know come into that big timber and mm -hmm. you know i don't know what i think it was three three more bulls we saw way away far away yeah. 1200 1500 yards or so what but i mean all of that area was just elk elk e and plenty of elk sign mm -hmm. fresh so I, I think we made the right calls and right moves um don't be afraid to move man i think every time uh me and you's moved um and you know go exploring and go looking even though it's against of what you know our plans are and all the research we've done you know every time we've done that we've found elk so don't be yes, afraid sir. don't be afraid to to go down that that trail you know or explore a new area don't be afraid to do that i mean i'm not saying just go around doing that all the time but um in these situations i i think it don't hurt you know to learn the area learn new country see new stuff find elk okay so yep. the first call-in situation where the bull was bedded we got down there what, what can you take away from that call-in situation well i mean I, I agree with you after watching the footage some of the video footage that we we did take you know at the time it didn't feel like I was rushing or we were rushing mm -hmm. um, or moving too fast. But when you play the video back, you kind of see, you know, I think we did push in a little too, too much and a little too hard, a little too fast. You know, I think adrenaline got us, you know, especially seeing a good bull that far away and bedded. Mm -hmm. um, so, I definitely agree that we should slow down and and I think um, not only in slowing down but you know uh, stay really more in tune to where where we thought that elk was at and you know continue to check the wind continue to just sit there and but just be more patient which man mm -hmm. it's hard to do ain't it it is so hard to do and when you got an elk bugling you know at all either if it's once or twice and you hear that that this was definitely a good bull and you got the seam yeah man, I, that's just so hard i think that kind of makes it worse on a on a man when you see him <laughs> yeah if you never know until it's right there you know you're you don't have all that in your mind but if you see him then you got so much more to weigh on you you know yeah so I, I would say our negative or what we should change is slow down no matter no matter what you know just slow down because you're not going you know i mean not, i would say i'm not gonna say never because never is not a good word but nine out of ten i don't think you're gonna bum rush an elk right i can't agree with with that um and that certain situation right there that call-in situation right there i think 
that we did make the right move given the current win situation and where we thought the elk was and what they were going to do and the way they were going. I think we made the right move to move through the timber the way we did, you know, try to get downwind with them. Um, I would say something we did wrong or something we didn't take into account and that we did mess up on and it got us was we seen a lonely bull down there. We didn't see any cows. Right. We never did take that into account. And, and that got us, man, because we got down there, never even thought about cows. Always thinking about was a screaming bull. And he was lonely because that's all we seen. And we didn't know that he had a whole herd of cows with him that was, you know, smarter than him, you know. Yep. And it never, it never dawned on us, and we got caught slipping, literally. Literally. So... I, I would say from from that, you know, always be mindful of of uh, what you got, and you know, don't always believe what you see. I guess you could say, you know. Yeah, you- I would say I would say, uh, and again, depending on the situation, because obviously some situations would be different. But for us, I think if we remember. Let's approach the situation as if he's got cows, no matter what. Right. Yep. Yeah, from now on, you know, when we, if this happens again, we're like, hey, does he have cows? (laughs) We're going to be looking for cows. He's going to be looking for cows, exactly. (laughs) So that's a good, uh, that's a good lesson learned right there. Because Uh, it appeared you know, um, and I know you said this, I think you even said it on camera, that when you were calling, those cows were actually coming to us. Mm-hmm. You were cow calling, and they were actually coming to us to mm-hmm. see what we were. And that's how, we, you know, we were obviously were moving a little faster and making a little more noise, and obviously they, they got the drop on us. So, you know, not anticipating that they're coming to our calls, that hurt us. Yep. Yeah, because we, we didn't even think in our mind that they were even out there. Right. <laughs> Until, bam, there's a cow staring us down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like a velociraptor sitting yeah, in there. And yeah, yeah. Like, what? That little head bobbing, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. So, <clears throat> definitely learned a lesson on that deal. Um, what else? So, with the... With the actual, the next call in with the bull raking, the day we seen the bear, the grizzly, with that bull right there, I don't know if we could have did anything different um, just because it was so thick and the, he was on that one ridge to our left. We didn't move to the right. So maybe if we would have moved to the left, you know, because actually, now that you know, I think about it, that ridge did run on the left side, and it kind of curved around. If you remember that, mm-hmm. so I didn't know that at the time, and I I went to the right, trying to get get my wind away from him, you know, and kind of get to the side of him, 
And if he was going to continue to move up like he was, I mean, it's going to be game on. I, I I know, dude. That's a, that's a tough one for me. Um, because, honestly, I would – I I, I like – I don't know that I would do anything totally different other than maybe the terrain, understanding what the terrain did. But I, I tend to lean – and, you know, right or wrong, but I tend to – from what I've seen, you know, especially your calling and what you, you know, what you do and how you challenge these bulls, dude. I, to me, the more aggressive and that you are, the 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 more chances and more opportunities. I think. So I I don't know that I would have wanted you to change anything because to me, the sign and how that bull was raking and I mean, it seemed like he was raking for 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just mad, all mad. fired up. So to me, the next logical thing is, okay, you're raking, I'm going to rake. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, it didn't work out, but man, I just don't. As far as, yeah, as far as calling and stuff, I I don't know if I could have did anything different because where he hung up, I couldn't do nothing about it, you know? Um, Right. The only thing that we could have done was position ourselves different. That's what I feel. I feel like I went the wrong way. If I did anything wrong, I think I went the wrong way because that put me in a position where I couldn't move and he wasn't coming. So if I would have moved left and hit that ridge, I could have possibly slipped my way down that ridge, you know, possibly. And maybe it would have turned out different. But as where he was standing, yeah, he would have seen me coming anyway. So I don't know. Uh, Yeah, that's a a tough one. That's a tough one. that was a predicament there for sure. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, honestly, dude, um, with with all the hunts, I mean, to me, and you know, obviously, you know, it's 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 a high risk, high reward type situation. But I, I think, man, being a little more aggressive with the calls, a little more aggressive with with the bull, tends to produce more opportunities and not. Yeah, and it, it's that. You know, being aggressive and stuff like that, I think that has to do with, you know, how the bull reacts. You know, right. I, like that those mornings, you know, I, I located, and when I located, boom, he fired off. Okay, I fire off again, and boom, you could tell, you could tell in his voice, you know, he's, oh, you know, he's getting mad or whatever. You could tell that that emotion change, and that right there kind of tells me how aggressive or not aggressive to be. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I just kind of go off of how they are reacting. You know, if they're kind of timid, then, you know, I don't want to come out aggressive. You know, we, we might have to come in silent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't I don't know on that, that particular bull. Uh, maybe position ourselves different. I think that's the only thing we could have done. Um, so what about the call in and the shot? Well, <laughs> uh, obviously the call it, in, you couldn't have got any perfect more, but yeah. more, I mean, that, that was, that was perfect. There was no, there's this, I mean, there was no room for improvement on that one. In my opinion, just because, you know, you drew that bull perfect, perfectly had his attention away from, 
anything that was close to him. And, 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 you know, again, he, as far as he knew, he was coming downwind to you. Right. So that was ideal. I mean, I wouldn't change a, a thing on, on the shot opportunity. You know, again, talking about being aggressive, mm-hmm. I, I learned a hard lesson and mm-hmm. had to eat tag soup because of it. But I, I would not position myself in, in, in a pigeonhole myself like I did. And, and, I would next time understand that, you know what, when you see the elk and his focus is up from you and not even on you mm-hmm. or, you know, anywhere on that trail or a little below is to get in position where I can take that, you know, again, 30, 35 yard shot, 40 yard shot. Right. Um, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Make it happen versus sitting there waiting, waiting on, on him to walk on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. No, never do that again. Yep. Yeah. Never, never, never. That's a tough. That's a tough lesson. Uh, in that particular situation. Um, the only thing I say about that is from a filming aspect of me and you being separated, and the caller having to push back and push away, and I was running the camera. So that led to you, you know, taking the shot and everything that we filmed the entire hunt for without a camera. I think, I think as far as a filming aspect that we failed to, to get the shot, uh, so to speak. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of (laughs) glad. Don't want to have to relive it more than you are. I don't want to relive it. Oh God. But that, hey, that's. That's part that's of it. Part that, of it. That's, part of it. That's the process of being successful. Um, but as far as the filming aspect, which we want to get everything on camera, you know, I think I failed at, you know, at least we could have put a GoPro or something on you, you know. Um, well, that's what I was going to say, dude, is, I mean, with two of us trying to do that in that mm-hmm. scenario, you know, yeah, that's really the only options. You got to have something on, you know, on whoever the shooter is mm-hmm. to try to capture the shot. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I feel failure. You know, even though I, I had to do what I had to do to pull the bull. You know, because that's what we were worried about. You know, because I I think if I would have stayed by you like we normally do and called and stuff like that and try to get it on film myself. I don't think it would have played out like it did. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. I think that bull would have hung up just like the other bull. Yeah, or, yeah, he would have dropped down and it would have been over. But, yeah, he, he probably would have hung up. So that's how I feel. I, I think I did the right thing, but then again, I took away the camera and I couldn't see. I couldn't see you. Me and you couldn't communicate. Like, there's a lot of things that could have happened right there. That I, I think I went too far uh, away from you. But I, I had to. I felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, I think, it, like I said, dude, I, I, as far as your tactics on what you did and where you moved, I, that dude, that brought that elk literally, you know, within five yards of me. Yeah. Yeah. And probably a little less than five yards. <laughs> <laughs> you draw a straight line on it, but. Yeah. I, I think you did it perfect. And, and I think you recognized the bull. I mean, again, he was talking. 
So he was very, you know, vocal. Mm -hmm. So I think you position yourself based on where he was coming from the time he was, you know, 80 yards away to the time he was five yards away. Yeah. And I, I seen that trail, man. I knew that sucker was going to come down the trail. <laughs> mm -hmm. I knew it. And even if I would have backed up, you mm -hmm. know, that's nothing. I wouldn't, I didn't even need to really be on the trail mm -hmm. to shoot him. I could have backed up off of that tree. Right. Maybe another 10 yards deeper mm -hmm. or more of an angle. And when he crossed that tree, I could have just, yep. Right there. But lessons learned. So, okay, from all the stuff that we just learned. You know, and we're taking all this stuff into account, what we could do different, this and that. With all that being said, if we got the chance to go back, what would we do? I would go straight back to that area. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I would right. drive the hour and a half, two hour trek at two mile an hour. That'd be and the first I, place I would we hunt go. That, oh, bro. Dark, brush, dark, dark, dark. Get up in there and be sitting, waiting for them jokers to fire off. Now, was the other place a higher elevation or was this place a higher elevation? Do you remember? Uh... You know, I I say other place. I'm talking. I'm referring to where we started at. Yeah. No, I think I think I think this place was higher. Where we? Huh? I think this place was higher. Correct. It was like nine thousand, ninety five hundred. Yeah, it was ninety. Yeah, at least ninety five hundred. Yeah. And the other place. So was I think like yeah, the other place was eight something. Okay. And you know, and and reason why I'm saying that is you know, everybody thinks early archery go high 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 you know they're in high country and that ain't necessarily all you know the case all the time i've killed three bulls in low country you know well and and honestly dude think about it we were at 95 almost 10 and that bull was nowhere near that that bull was well below that, yep. bull, that bull was probably at what seven 75 i yep Yep, because we dropped down way. Yeah, we dropped on down in there. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like twenty five hundred feet of elevation that we had to climb in and out of every day in that spot. Yeah, if I remember right. Yeah, so you're right, dude. They're not always at the at the peaks. And also, you know, something we learned too is. You don't have to go deep. <laughs> that's true. Not all the time. I mean, ideally, that's the thing to do um, in certain situations, in certain areas. You have to. You don't have a choice. But we were able to find this little pocket of elk, and that's exactly what it was. It was just a little pocket right off a busy road. I mean, it was like an interstate down this dirt road. And yeah, which still boggles my mind that not, you know, that we were the only, you know, couple of hunters that, that actually seen what was going on down in there. Mm-hmm. And 
I hope we and go. maybe it's dude honestly if, I mean you think about the deeper we went in there we just kept saying this is grizzly man this is grizzly this is uneasy yeah. we felt maybe we that started was a getting di- a little nervous yeah that so might have been that's uh, why maybe exactly. we were just crazy <laughs> yeah we're just crazy <laughs> from <laughs> not from Montana and we don't know any better <laughs> uh, so we're just high on elk <laughs> Yeah, I I do think that is a deterrent, but there were still plenty of people coming and going. I think one thing that helped that area is, number one, there was no road, you know, going into there. Number two, there was no trail going into there. It was a random spot off of the road that had a pocket of elk in it, and everybody passed it up. And, 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 And that pocket held a lot of... A lot, a lot of, of you yeah. know, uh, uh, benches, a lot of drop-offs, dark timber, lay-down. I mean, it had everything. So I think from the moment of seeing that bull on the on, on day six? Mm, yeah. N- no, day five. Day five. Yeah, from, from day five, from the moment of seeing that bull and all the cows... And then we ended up glassing up that ridge across the way. It was like six or seven cows and then that one five by five. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And then yep. there was like a couple spikes. Um, the six by that we woke up to. Um, I know there was three bulls. We bugled the first morning. Made the play on the one. And the next morning, those two bulls back to back. And we missed the one. Yeah, dude, there was, I don't even know. 30 or 30 or so elk in that little area at least yeah at least so you don't always have to go deep and it is true if you stay away from trails and roads but you know and then there was there was right on down the road from that was a four-wheeler trail and man those those guys was churning those trails with those four-wheelers and you know, I know they sit and lay down and watch trucks go by, but four-wheelers is a different story. I don't, they don't like them things. They were well away, away from those four-wheeler trails. Yeah. But, yeah, trucks go by, they'll just hang up and, or lay down and stand right there and nobody ever see them. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, anyway, um, I think that's, some, that's a great story. Uh, I love Montana. I want to go back. I feel like we need redemption in that area. Um, oh, no doubt about it, bro. I, I, I'm, I was truly disappointed we didn't get drawn to go back. You know. Yeah. But uh, there will yet. be there will come another day. Yet drawn yet. <laughs> drawn yet. So it ain't over yet. So. Um. Maybe. Fingers crossed. But that was some good takeaways, and we learned some hard lessons. But uh, it was our first time to ever set foot in Montana, and it won't be our last. Definitely not our last. That being said, we appreciate y'all listening. Thank you for joining. I hope you stuck through this long episode, Um, but it was a pretty good one this this story right here kind of 
means a lot to us. So we appreciate y'all listening and uh, see you next time. Thank you guys for listening to Zero Altitude Outdoor Podcast. We appreciate any feedback, positive or negative. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Zero Altitude Outdoor.